Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 24th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. As a believer, if you love God, you're watching this video because you love God, you have a heart for God. But listen, look at me. If you want progress, you're going to have to pursue it on purpose. There's a difference between what God has declared, God has announced, God has decreed for this season, and then you receiving it and walking in it and as receiving the manifestation of God's promise for this season, the fullness of everything that he wants for you to have, you have to cooperate with God. For, for God to fully operate in your life, you must cooperate with him. So God has announced some things. God has declared new levels for 2021. God has declared the, uh, the ability, the grace is available for us to level up in every area, in every aspect, in every facet of our lives. But just because God declared it doesn't mean it's just going to automatically happen. You have to pursue progress on purpose. If you want progress, you have to be intentional. So that said, I've been teaching about progress on purpose and being completely intentional uh, for a while now. Actually, all year, I've been laying the foundation for the for the this series is the first series of the year. And here we are in March and I'm still kind of laying the foundation for 2021. I'm teaching on a series entitled Progress on Purpose. And I told you that we would pursue progress on purpose in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and then externally. I finally got to the externally part. That's where we are right now. As it relates to externally, I told you that we would cover uh, the three people that you need in your life, or the three roles, right? You need a Paul, you need a Barnabas, you need a Timothy, and we're still kind of flowing in that vein right now. I'm still covering that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually just dealing with the Paul part. I told you that we would have to, number two, discern when to let some people go. Not everybody is assigned to you forever, right? And so there's some people that are holding you back and uh, you have to discern, like you crossed over into 2021. That doesn't mean that all your friends were supposed to go with you. And so, yeah, you got to discern when to, to let some people go. Uh, I'm also going to deal with the importance of choosing the right friends and then surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith. For this morning, um, the title of today's message is really flowing in the same vein as I was yesterday. Look at me. The title of today's message is honor the people God assigns to you. God has assigned some people to you to bless you, to be, to make an investment in you. And when those people come and God assigned those people, you should honor the investment that God is making in your life through these people. And so I tried to get all of this today. Uh, and then I was like, no, nah, I can't cover it all. So when I get to the honor part, I'm gonna have to deal with that again tomorrow. So what does this mean for you Today, yesterday, I talked about being fat, being faithful, available, and teachable. If you didn't watch yesterday's message, you need to go check it out. That was good. Faithful, available, and teachable. And I'm flowing in the same vein. I have three things to share with you on today. So as I get into these three things, this is where I want you now to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions, lock in. Three things. Number one, here we go. First point, greatness is too great of a task for one person or, or a single person. John Maxwell said, one is too small of a number to achieve greatness. No accomplishment of real value has ever been achieved by a human being working alone. The way I say it is greatness is too great of a task for one person. So if you think of anyone, 
uh, when, when I first read that years ago, 20 years ago, I guess, uh, from John Maxwell, um, I was like, what do you mean? No, I, I can think of individual people. It was like, no, no, no. Think of like, oh, this astronaut, he took the first you know, steps on the moon or this person. Yeah, but there was a whole team supporting him. Oh, well, what about the guy that's running a marathon? Yeah, but if you really peel back the onion, there's a team supporting him. Oh, what about the individual player, tennis player or golf player? Yeah, there's a whole team supporting him. And not only that, there are people that along the way that invested in them for them to get to that point. And so so when you when you think about it that way and even if it seems like there's one person that did something individually and it was amazing and it was great and it was extraordinary, if you do some investigation, you will find out that there were multiple people working with them. And also uh, there were people that God used along the way, especially at the early stages to invest in their future success. And so they were investing today for a success that may not be realized until way in the future. And, and these people, you should honor them. You should respect them. You should appreciate the people that God sends in your life to do exactly that. They're investing in your success many times, even at a stage in your life where, where you don't feel worthy of the investment. <laughs> so at this section in the series, and I'm dealing with like the roles that the people have in your life. Listen, let me just say this. If you want to do anything great, listen, uh, most people that I talk to, most people that, that watch today's word, that follow me, they want to they want to maximize their purpose and potential. They want to become the men, the women that God called them to, to be right. You, you, you say you want to be dedicated to greatness like you want to be great, uh, but it will require if you want to be great, it will require an openness to receive from the people that God will send to you to invest in that greatness. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people, especially young people, they don't want to receive the insight, the wisdom, and the correction. I dealt with yesterday, correction that will come. You have to be open to correction, instruction, wisdom, advice, all of that. See, there are people that God has assigned to you. Like, you know, you have a destiny. Well, guess what? There are people that part of their destiny is to help you with your destiny. And so, God has assigned some people to you from the foundations of the world. And, and if you fight against them, you're actually fighting against your destiny. If you fight against them, you actually, you run the risk of derailing yourself from your God-given destiny. Without them, you may never become the man or the woman that God called you to be. So you shouldn't fight against them. You should appreciate them, right? So do two things. I'm just laying the foundation this morning. Do two things. Uh, one, acknowledge the fact that you need help, that, that for you to maximize your purpose and potential in this world, you're going to need the help of other people. And then two, don't fight against that help when it comes. Uh, and, and I'm going to talk about it like from a personal perspective in the second point. When the help comes, don't fight against it. All right. So number two, God will send people to you who will see things in you that at that stage in your life, you may not even see in yourself. And so I'm a good witness of this. And and I'm going to talk about this point from the military perspective and the ministry perspective, right? And so, uh, you know, I'm going to just talk about military first and then ministry. I've been, I was in the military for more than half of my life, 25 years. So, so I have a lot of, uh, you know, stories there from a military perspective. But let me talk about military, then we'll talk about ministry. So from a military perspective, 25 years of my life, I joined the army when I was 17. I joined the army. I didn't know anything about the army. I didn't know anything about the army. I didn't know anything about life really at 17 years old. And so God used a group of amazing leaders, right? Many of whom wound up becoming the most senior leaders in, in the U S army signal Corps 
So a lot of the people that got assigned to me wind up became, becoming two, two star, three star, four star generals. So now amazing leaders and God assigned them to me at a point where one, they weren't, they weren't where they ultimately wound up being, but I definitely wasn't either. Right. And so God assigned them to me and then they saw something in me that even at the time I did not see in myself. And now, you know, 20, 30 years later, I can look back and I'm like, man, God is so good to me. Like, uh, uh, I'm so blessed. God, and I, I'm not, I don't want to name names here because, because, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out, but God has assigned some great people to me, uh, from, from a military perspective. And in the U S army signal Corps, uh, where I grew up and where I served, man, it's like the who's who of the zoo, right? I mean, like the best leaders, God connected me with them early in their careers and, and, and we built a relationship. Many of them, uh, we're still friends to this day. And so I thank God for the mentorship, the guidance, the advice, the sponsorship. I talked about sponsorship already in this, where God will use a sponsor to open a door for you that you cannot open for yourself. And the correction though, they had to provide correction as well along the way. And without question, my military career would not have gone the way that it, that it went had these people not made an investment in me. And so when I think about these people, I'm very thankful. I'm godly thankful that God assigned me to them and God assigned them to me. And then now I didn't fight against the process. I'm just saying, I am thankful. I'm appreciative. And so then God has assigned me to other people too. Now I'm able to pour into others the things that God has poured into me and I'm thankful for it. From a ministry perspective, um, I've been also very blessed, like equally blessed from a ministry perspective. Um, God assigned to me many great ministry mentors and leaders, and God gave Isabella and I two sets of amazing spiritual parents. Um, so yesterday I mentioned apostle Tony Brazelton, who's my spiritual father. Uh, but today I'm going to mention Bishop Richard B. Peoples. Bishop Richard B. Peoples senior, uh, was the spiritual father that God assigned to me early in my, in my assignment and my walk with him. Eventually he transitioned me to pastor Tony, but let me just say something about Bishop Peoples. When I was born again, um, uh, I was young. I, I got born again at 23. I met Bishop Peoples at 24. At 24 years old, I was born again, but I was young, <laughs> brash, arrogant, and very rough around the edges, right? And so now looking back, I can see that. But at the time, I thought I had it going on, right? So I was hard to deal with. Um, I, was, I was hard. I caused Bishop Peoples unnecessary pain. Uh, but by the grace of God, you know what? He never gave up on me. Now, he saw things in me that I did not even see in myself at the time. I remember him prophesying things over me that have come to pass and many things that have yet to come to pass. I mean, we, we, talk, we went on you know, trips together. We laughed together. We cried together. Uh, you know, we did life and ministry together. And without question, hands down, Rick Pina, I would not be the man that I am today if it were not for the covering, the love, the prayer, the guidance, the support, and the correction of Bishop Richard B. Peoples, point blank, period. I'm saying that you need people in your life. I remember I talked about correction yesterday. Pastor Tony corrected me. Let me just kind of throw this in real quick. This is not in my notes, but I'm gonna just slide this in real quick for free. All right, so I remember I was in Korea in 2002. I get to Korea and um, and um, I, I, I had... I. I was with Bishop Peoples when we started uh, Faith Outreach uh, uh, Church. And so, you know, I got there uh, basic, basically at the, at the school phase. They started in home and then from home to a hotel and then from a hotel to the school. I got there in the school phase. So 
We helped start the church and all that. That was amazing, but that was a lot of work. Then I get to Korea and I'm like, man, I don't want to go through that again. And God assigns me to another church that's moving from on post to off post. And that was a lot of work. We had to find a spot, find a place, buy chairs, you know, start the service, launch the church, all of that. And I was the assistant pastor. So I was the assistant pastor. I'm in Korea and I'm in a meeting and my pastor. So I'm like the number two. Well, the number one corrected me in front of everybody. And I felt like she did it the wrong way. I felt like it was unwarranted too. Like I, I, I felt like I didn't do anything wrong, but basically, basically she corrected me in a meeting in front of everybody. And I was upset and I was full of pride. And I was like, man, I'm not dealing with this. And I called Bishop Peoples and I called him and I was like, look, dad, this is what happened. This person did this to me. And I went off and I was like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the church. And he let me, you know, kind of finish. And, and when I was done, he was like, are you done? I was like, yeah. He was like, you ain't going nowhere. You're going to take your little happy butt. You're going to sit down. You're going to go back to Korea and you're going to say, yes, ma'am. And you're going to move on. What are you talking about? And so, so he wore me out and I was like, okay, yes, sir. And then come to find out that time that I spent in that church in Korea was some of the most you know, critical time in my life in ministry. Some of the things that I did in that church, I'm still, I have friends still from that period. And I would have missed out on all of that had I left. Why? And why was I going to leave? Because I got offended because I was full of pride and I was arrogant and I was immature and I needed somebody to correct me and my spiritual father corrected me. I'm saying you need people in your life. Without that correction, I don't know where I would be. Without that instruction, I don't know. Well, I know I wouldn't be who I am today. So thank God for the people that he assigned to you. All right. Number three, this last point, I'm not going to be able to, to finish out this last point, but I'm going to introduce it to you today. Third point, if you lack honor, then you're going to fail to receive the insight, instruction, and correction uh, that God provides you through other people. It takes honor for you to honor the anointing on somebody. And you got to honor people enough. I had to honor Bishop Peoples enough to say, yes, sir. Yes, dad, I'm not going nowhere. You told me what to do. I received the correction. You have to honor people. And I'm going to talk about this really tomorrow, but I'll introduce it today. So in Mark chapter six, I'm going to read for you verses one through six from the easy to read version and say a little, just a little bit about it. So the Bible says Jesus left and went back to his hometown. So the followers went with him on the Sabbath day, Jesus taught in the synagogue and many people heard him and they were amazed. Where did he get all this teaching from? <laughs> he doesn't teach like anybody else. He has all this wisdom. Who gave it to him? Where did he get the power from? This man is performing miracles. See, because by this point, Jesus had already healed Jairus' daughter, raised her from the dead, had already healed the woman with the issue of blood. He's in his hometown. He's teaching. And the people are like, oh, my God, this teaching is so good. I mean, like, how did he get so wise all of a sudden? I mean, this is the same kid that was running around before, right? This is the same guy that fixed, you know, such and such roof. This is the same guy that built the dining room table for my cousin, you know? And verse 3, it says, isn't he the carpenter? Yeah, that's Mary's son. That, that's James's brother. The brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simon. Yeah, come on now. And don't his sister still live here in town? Uh, so it was like his, his sister lives down the street. No, how can that? Be? No, what's going on? Here's the problem. Jesus was standing right in front of him. Jesus was speaking. Jesus was, was releasing heaven from above, but they missed out. They didn't receive because they lacked honor. They then Jesus said to them, listen, people everywhere give honor to a prophet, except in his own hometown, people in his own hometown. They don't honor the prophet. So Jesus, the Bible says this is a sad verse. Mark six and five. This is sad. The Bible says Jesus could not do many great miracles there, except heal a few people by laying hands on them. 
And he was surprised that the people there had no faith. So he went on to other villages and they received them and the power of God was manifested. But the Bible says that he was not able to do it. He was not. It, was, it didn't say, well, Jesus didn't want to. No, it was, Jesus could not do many great miracles there. You know why? Because they lacked honor. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. At the end of the day, if you want to receive from God through a person, that's the anointing. You can receive from God directly. But for you to receive from God through a person, you have to honor the human in the loop. And if you don't have any honor for the human, like they lacked honor for Jesus. They were like, Psh, man, that's Mary's boy. That's Joseph's son. There's no way. If you lack honor, then somebody as anointed as Jesus could be right in front of you and you don't receive because you don't honor the human in the loop. It comes down to this as I close. God has chosen to operate through humans. Now, God doesn't do this because the human is perfect. God does this because God is good. And that's it. And he has chosen to operate through these people, myself included. God doesn't use me because I'm good. God uses me because God is good. And so the assignment on the human dictates the anointing that God places on their lives, right? So God now takes the anointing and puts it on this person in accordance with the assignment that he gave him from the foundations of the world. And the person has to embrace the assignment, embrace the anointing and go walk in it. But for you to receive from the anointing on that person, you have to honor the person. And if you don't honor the person, if you have an issue with the person, then you're not going to receive from the anointing on the person. And you run the risk of missing out on the investment that they were supposed to make in your life because God assigned them to you. And so listen, this is why you got to maintain a culture of honor. God will assign someone to you to speak into your life. Don't allow the fact that you don't like something that they said, something that they did. Don't get in your feelings. Don't be upset. Like, what? get over it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to receive from the anointing that's on the people that God has sent to you. Now, that doesn't mean that they're perfect. That doesn't mean that they're flawless. That doesn't mean any of that. All it just means is that they're anointed and God sent them to you. And, and if you want to receive what you're supposed to receive from these people, you have to honor them. You have to respect them. You have to appreciate the investment that God is making in you through someone else. I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for the many people that you assigned to me from the foundations of the world. I will not fight against them because fighting against them means I'm fighting against you. I need them in my life. You have anointed them to see things in me that I sometimes don't even see in myself. These people are gold diggers. They dig for the gold inside of me and they keep on digging until they find it. So thank you, Father, for loving me enough to send others to help me to become the man I am called to be. I am open to their guidance, their instruction, and their correction. Living this way, I will level up in 2021, and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and you're going to get all my notes. Don't you want my notes? You get them for free. You put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. 
God loves you more. Uh, don't fight against the people that God assigned to you. Honor them, appreciate them, thank God for them, and let them know that you appreciate them. Let them know that you honor them. Honor them publicly. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't mind calling out names sometimes because these are people that God used to invest in my life. And I appreciate that. And I would not be who I am today without them. So honor them, appreciate them, and let them know that you love them, that you thank God for them, and that you appreciate the fact that God used them to see things in you at a stage in your life that you didn't even see it in yourself. If this message was a blessing to you, do me two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read every comment. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.